0: And I love exploring these sorts of questions to inspire people to dream. Before I started Kiki K, I had a dream that I could bring Swedish design to the world to create beautiful products that bring sparks of joy into the everyday lives of millions. Now that I have achieved that dream, I want to help you dream big. I want to create a global movement to inspire 101 million dreamers to transform their lives and transform the world in return. Each episode, I'll be talking to some of the world's most inspiring people, exploring the powerful impact that dreaming has had on their lives. We'll be diving deep into the power of dreaming with real insights and ideas that you can use immediately to build a dream life of your own, whatever that means for you. so excited for you to hear this episode where I was lucky enough to catch up with the hilarious and so lovely Marianne Power. As a self-confessed self-help junkie, Marianne spent years in search of the elusive perfect life. Like many of us, her bookshelves were lined with dog-eared copies of books and guides promising to help her live her best life. But after reading a huge number of these books and not seeing any real change in how she was feeling or living, she realized she was simply doing just that, reading everything, but not actually putting any of the recommended practices or actions into place. So driven by her quest for happiness, she set out on an impressive challenge to make a real change, or more correctly, Every change she could possibly read about. For a whole year, Marianne vowed to test one self-help book a month, following its advice to the letter. And what a journey she embarked on. What would happen if she followed the seven habits of highly effective people or really embraced the power of now? Could her life be transformed? This year long plan turned out into a total roller coaster where everything she knew was turned upside down. What began as a clever experiment became an incredible story that Marianne shares in her very funny and moving book help me. In this episode, Marianne speaks about this crazy journey of hers, sharing how she eventually learned that she didn't need to change herself, but rather need to learn to accept and enjoy herself. And most importantly, that there truly is no such a thing as a perfect life. I cannot wait for you to hear this incredible relatable episode where you will also discover that by doing the thing that scares you the most and facing your fears you can discover that nothing is ever as bad as you imagine in your mind. That good things happen outside your comfort zone and you really can do things you never thought you could do. By giving yourself permission to dream big and visualize what you really want you can learn so much about yourself. That by taking stock and realizing what makes you truly happy, you can learn that there is so much you are truly grateful for. How you must take action to make changes. Simply wanting to make change isn't enough. You have to work at it. And most importantly, that you can read as many self-help books as you like, but not everything will work for everyone and you have to find what works for you and so much more. I just know you're going to love this episode, so let's get right into it. So Marianne, welcome to our Dream Life podcast. I cannot tell you how excited I am to have you today. When I started Kiki K, I had on my list that I wanted to drive to work every single Monday and loving it, and today is extra special because I have you here. One, just because I think you're the most beautiful girl, and sharing what you have shared in your book helped me is incredible, so I'm so excited to have you so very warm Thank welcome you. so excited to be here in London doing this with you. but before we dive into all the exciting things, I'd like to start each episode by asking each of my guests to think back to when they were children. So if you could think about to your childhood for a moment, I'd love to know, what were your dreams for the future when you were a child? What did you dream about being or doing?
1: I actually did dream about being a writer, but I didn't, as I got older, I didn't think I would do that because I thought that was for clever other people. But as a little girl, I read books all the time and would write little stories. And then in my teenage years, that kind of got knocked out of me a bit and the same at university where everyone seemed so clever, but then, you know, it kind of happened. Yeah. Yeah. So that. it was that. It actually was. So dreams come true from yeah. childhood.
0: Yeah. It's interesting to hear that because sometimes it's completely different and sometimes yeah. it's the same. So it's really interesting. So
1: I, I, It's funny. I've just been helping my mum move flats and I found an old school report from when I was 10 and... One of the comments is Marianne is unable to look after her possessions, <laughs> which is true. <laughs> and then and then Marianne's capable of writing beautiful descriptive prose when her mind is on the job or something like that. Mm. It made me think, gosh, like actually I haven't changed. Yeah. I was born who I was probably.
0: Oh, that's so nice. Thanks for sharing that. For those who do not know, your book is all revealing and very, very entertaining. I have to say last night, I I read it when it came out and I loved it. And last night I had to reread it (laughs) just to get get excited about today. And I was in the hotel room on my own laughing out loud (laughs) (laughs) because I think it's just so good. And you know, being a self-help crazy person I am <laughs> that I am myself this was like my kind of perfect book so so for those who do not know your book is the all-revealing and very entertaining result of you putting yourself in the hands of self-help books for a whole year yeah. you read one self-help book every month for 12 months in search for the perfect life so can you explain what it was that drove you to take this challenge first of all and we, I can't wait to there's so much to discuss but let's start there yeah.
1: so I was 36 and living in London. And, you know, on paper, things were fine. I was a freelance journalist. I had friends. I had nice clothes. You know, I was living a life that was good on paper, but I was really unhappy and lost. And most of my friends were getting married and having babies and buying houses and moving on. And I wasn't. I was in the same kind of drunken, stressed existence. I don't know, just the same life I'd had since my 20s. Yeah. And so I started reading a lot of self-help books, which I'd already been reading secretly, but I started upping the game in my 30s yes. after every engagement <laughs> party or wedding I'd come back <laughs> from and, you know, be like, what are you doing? And I was reading self-help books, but I think like a lot of people, I wasn't doing anything they told me to do. Mm. So I'd read them and kind of almost have this fantasy of, you know, how great life would be if I did meditate or if I was more positive, or if I did get up at five AM and do yoga and or gen- I just didn't do anything they told me to do. And then that was where I just then had this idea, one particular hungover Sunday, where I just hated every bit of my life when I was reading a self-help book after watching Hours of the Kardashians. I got through the Kardashians phase <laughs> of the hangover and then was on to self-help, <laughs> right? And And then I just had this idea, don't read self-help, do it, and spend a year doing it and take a different book to address different areas in life so whether that's money or relationships or worrying is constant worrying i was doing i thought it was the most brilliant idea i would blog about it while i was doing it and then i really thought that by the end of the year i'd be this perfect person that i would just you know erase all my flaws and then i would feel good enough and then it would be fine and of course that's not how it works
0: out. Mm. How did you actually end up after the twelve months of stuff with that? And I will do all the middle bits.
1: Do you know what the funny thing is that probably it would be somebody like you? I would read profiles in magazines of these successful, beautiful entrepreneurs with families and jet setting lives, and I would read that kind of a profile and go, Oh god, I'm not doing enough. Mm. And I would I would make other people around me into these perfect people that they were all sorted and I wasn't. And I would do it in the magazines I was looking at. I would do it with my friends in a way too. You know, I was somebody who would always walk into the room and think that everyone was better than me. And so by the end of the year, I didn't become a perfect person because I really did learn the painful way that just doesn't exist. It just doesn't. And by the end of the year, thank God, I'm kind of fine with that. So at one point I was really driving myself crazy trying out all these crazy things I did and pushing myself very hard and my best friend could see like how just really falling apart I was actually and she just said I just want you to get to the end of all this and realize you don't need to jump out of planes or run on burning coals to be a good person (laughs) you know we love you the way you are and I thought she was crazy because you know all I could see was everything that was wrong with me Mm. by the end of the year that had changed and I sort of realized I didn't need to change myself I needed to accept myself and enjoy myself and thank you know I got there so yeah Yeah. I'm not I'm
0: not perfect but I'm much happier than I was. Oh wonderful interesting that you were reading about me thinking I'm living my perfect life from the outside perhaps but certainly not from (laughs) From the the
1: inside. Because from the inside life is always life isn't it and there's always going to be challenges and what's happening to me now with the book and it's international success and I'm aware too that on the outside now this looks like oh you're living the dream life yeah and I am like I really am this is literally what I dreamt of yeah but it's still got its all its challenges because yeah. there's new decisions coming my way and new stresses and new fears of oh my god am I doing that right and yeah. not to make it into a problem it's amazing but
0: there isn't such a thing as perfect I don't think anybody really wakes up every morning and sails through life no it's- absolutely you know and I talk uh, you know obviously in my book Your Dream Life Starts Here it's when I say dream life, it's never a perfect life, yeah. Because but that's, I think you say yeah. that it's mm. progress, not perfection, absolutely. And, that's and, it. and I do think that it's all about finding what is right for you. And the bigger dreams, the more challenges, and more decisions, yeah. and yeah. more the more you question yourself. Yeah. but I have this thing, I'll share it in case it's helpful yeah, yeah. for you and for probably have. But, shared it on the podcast before but I believe that you will always be feeling discomfort I think that's a 50-50 in the in in the negatives there is positives and in positives there's negatives whatever you yeah whatever you do that's yeah. that's kind of my that's how I see life so I kind of always but that's accept that's a helpful yeah. way to see it because yeah. then when you
1: accept mm. that you're like okay fine yeah So like, I think I had this idea that other people were feeling it differently or that you could get to this nirvana
0: yeah and that just isn't true is it no no and I think so, so the way I see things are that if you are thinking about your life and, you know, for anyone who is creating their dream life is that if you have big dreams and things that you want to do in life, you know, I encourage people to to really think about, you know, if you could do anything without, yeah, you know, if you, I, yeah, 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 fail and that. if you had all the money and all the resources and the energy and, you know, everything, yeah. what would you actually do with your life? And if you think about that, th- there often come up some amazing big dreams that would be really out of your comfort zone. Yeah. But if you know those dreams are there and you're not doing anything, that's discomfort because you think there could be more out yes. there. And then the other comfort to actually approach those dreams and actually make them happen, that's also discomfort. Yes. So I always think, well, which discomfort do I want to have? Because there will be discomfort regardless, you know, because I, you know, my life looks amazing from the outside, but you know, I travel a lot yeah. and I'm constantly jet like yeah. and I miss my kids. Yeah. And, you know, the positive being sitting here is to sit here with you, but yeah. the negative is that I'm not with my yeah. kids. So, yeah. and if we are with my kids, i love that but the negative is that i wouldn't be here with you yeah. so it's it's a 50 50 Yeah, and that's how you know i think that's a really good way of looking at life because you can then accept that some decisions will be positive and some decisions will be negative and there will be a positive in each of uh, those as well yeah or a negative if it's a positive one. because that's i think i
1: haven't read very much about stoicism but i think that's part of what that message is that life yeah. is tough yeah like even when it's brilliant it's tough yeah. t- there is just to and then I think once you face that and accept that, and you can go into everything with a much more realistic. Yeah. Just, okay, every day there'll be good bits and bad bits or yeah. challenge and highs and lows and just do your best. Yeah.
0: And we all have, you know, we all have family that passes away or yeah. or illnesses that we have to deal with. If it's not yourself, someone else's and, you know, in the world, of course, what's going on in, in the world yeah. as well. So, yeah, absolutely. So, that's a good one to start with. I like that. Thank <laughs> you. <Yeah. laughs> as you know, I am a complete self-help and self-development crazy person but I know <laughs> I know it can be overwhelming sometimes and obviously there's different books for different reasons for your life mm. but with so many self-help books out there how did you actually choose which ones are to try out so it was a combination of so I started my project with "Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway," yeah. which is
1: a classic.
0: <laughs> I and love it. I love it, and uh, I I love that because you really put yourself out there. I really did there. it. So I I started with that
1: because it was the first self help book I ever read when I was twenty four, and my friend gave it to me in a bar, and it was the first. I was really snooty about it because I'd gone to university and read English literature, and here she was giving me a self help book, and I was like, "No, this is." embarrassing, but then I went home and read it and I just loved it because it was such an injection of, come on, you can do it. And then after that, that my habit of self-help became kind of quite regular. So I wanted to start with that one because also the rules are very clear. So Susan Jeffers, who writes it, says that when we see people out there doing amazing things with their lives, we think that they're just more confident than us. You know, They're different, which is what I always thought. Yeah. And she says, that is not true. Yeah. They just feel the fear and do it anyway. They are scared every day, but the difference is they don't let that stop them. Yeah. Um, which is exactly what you were just talking about, yeah. the discomfort. Which would you rather, the discomfort of giving it a go or the discomfort of not? Yeah. So, yourself up. Yeah yeah. 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 So it's a really, it's a very practical book in that way. Yeah. It's very Actually very in line with that message, what you were just talking about, that this is life. Yeah. Um, Um, And the only way to feel confident and strong is actually to do the scary thing first. Yeah. Then the feelings of confidence come afterwards.
0: Yes.
1: And the more you do, the better you get. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so for my first, that um, first book, I, she said, you should be doing, we should all be doing something scary every day, whether that's little. So in my case, opening bank statements or answering the phone. I hate answering the phone. Yeah or bigger things. So in in my first month of this, I jumped out of a plane and did stand-up comedy and naked modeling for an art class. (laughs) And the stand-up comedy was the most scary thing I could think of doing, like straight off. my, My flatmate at the time, you know, we wrote the list together. And I did this whole, like, I'm going to open my bills and answer answer the phone. And she's like, no, that's not going to cut it. You need to do more than that. <laughs> What's the most scary thing you could think of doing? And then before I could even stop myself, I said, stand-up comedy. And she said, right, you're doing it. I'm like, no, I did it. It was petrifying. I wanted to be sick. That was how scared I was. Yeah. You know, I actually wanted to you vomit. Know, there's
0: no way I could do that. Oh. I could do any any public speaking, but no way I could do that. It's funny that it's different, isn't it? Yeah. Because public speaking is scary enough as it is, but
1: the pressure that I'm trying to be caught... Co- funny, funny. <laughs> and then I think audiences are so brutal with stand-up comp yeah. you know they're not very forgiving are no. they they're kind of they, anyway so I did it in an open mic night in a pub in in Paddington and honestly wanted to be sick beforehand I wasn't sick but I anyway got on stage and somehow I don't know what gods were smiling on me it just went really well and people laughed wow and it was like an out of body experience I was looking down at myself going is this happening yeah okay. and they're laughing. And I enjoyed it. And afterwards, I got a taxi home and the cabbie wouldn't take any money off me when when I told him what I'd done because he just couldn't believe it. (laughs) I never felt prouder of myself. It was one of those real moments was like, oh my God, I can do things I didn't think I could do. Yeah. So it was an extraordinary month. And that's how I picked that first one. I'm very glad. And then after that, then it was just a mixture. So the next book was a money book because I'm terrible with money. And this was a really interesting book about uncovering your emotions around money and your history around money. Yeah. Because it's it's called Money a Love Story. And I do think it's very helpful. She says that many of us think that our only money problem is we don't have enough. And that if we just had more, it would be fine. Yeah. But if that was the case, lottery winners wouldn't be broke within two years. And I would absolutely be a lottery winner that would have gone, I would just without a doubt have gone bust. Yeah. And this book is all about what were the early messages you picked up about money. And money being connected to self-worth as well, this mm. feeling of, I've always had huge guilt about why should I have money and other people don't. So whenever I have it, I give it away and yeah. I blow it. and But then I end up in a mess and then my friends or family have to help me out. And that's not making the world a better place. No. But it's, it's a real, I didn't realize what extreme behavior I had around money because the reality is I'd always earned really good money
0: yeah,
1: and had just shot myself in the foot consistently. Yeah. And then when that was all getting a bit too real for me because she says to go through (laughs) bank statements and credit cards and, you know, I spent a week crying and hating myself for (laughs) everything I've ever done. Then I decided I'd flip to the other extreme and do the secret, which I'm really interested to hear what you think about the secret. So the secret is the law of attraction and you can have anything you want in life if you just believe Mm -hmm. and I read The Secret Afters because I wanted light relief after the money book, but also when I started telling people about the self-help project, they'd either look at me like I was a bit nuts yeah. <laughs> or they would go, have you read The Secret? Yes, yeah, that yeah. seemed to be like the, yeah. the yeah. biggest responses. <clears throat> yeah. And so many people swore that The Secret had changed their lives. And yeah, I'm still really conflicted about The Secret. Yeah.
0: So my, my take on that, because yes. it was actually interesting um, when my book came out, there was, I did an interview with actually a UK Journalist. She called me from. You know, I was answering it. It was it was booked, but I I was at a, at an airport, so pretty yeah. tired. And yeah. And the first question she asked me, she said, "What's the difference between your book and the secrets?" And I was like, "Oh." haven't even it had never crossed my mind that you know that they would even be close. So so the way I see the secret is and you know, it was a long time ago that I read it. So yeah. so I'm yeah. not um, you know I'm not really up to speed on all the details. Yeah. But what I remember of it and what I answer to this lady was that the secret is all about, you know, wishing and putting it up on vision boards and really believing in it, which I which I think is a component of of everything you need to do. But what well, I think the secret missed, unless I missed it, is yeah. that you actually have to do the work. <laughs> there's, I think there's about two sentences in that book mm. that acknowledge the fact that you might have to take what they call as joyous action. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think you need to take a lot of action. Yeah. You know, I believe that we all can do, like I have come to, I've read so many self-help books yeah. now that I do believe that you could do anything in life if you really want Me it. Too. And if you really want it, you have to work really hard. Yeah. Like, and you know, it's like if people want to start their own business, absolutely. I think anyone, I don't think you need to be born with an entrepreneurial mind. I think you just have to be really, first you have to love what you do because yeah. I think that helps want making you want to work yeah but in the end of the day, it's hard work, and it's you just and you and never giving up and you will fail yeah. and you have to su- up again and those people who are not you know small business I don't know what the percentage is, but it's a very big failure in the first year where people get out of business, and I think it's to giving up that yeah, is the like the ones that actually survive that first year are the ones who try again and get up yeah. again and get knocked down and get up again and I think that's the difference, and I think that was missing. in the me too. yeah me yeah. too, and yeah. that was because. I do, I think the main reason that book was so successful is because it
1: gave people, people permission to dream big, yeah. which was knocked out of a lot of yeah. us. You know, I don't know when that happens, whether you're a teenager or is, that just, I'll oh, be realistic. Mm. It, that kind of, you know, when you're young, you'll happily say, I'll be a ballerina or I'll yeah. be an astronaut or you could, and you'll say it all. And then somehow that kind of gets quashed yep. over time. And I think The Secret was amazing because it did say, you can do anything you want. You can have anything you want. What would that be? Which is also what your book does. Because loads of us have not given ourselves permission to do that. And your book also says, which is the same as The Secret, that don't worry right now how it's going to happen. Because that's the other bit that this critical voice comes in and go, what's the point? It's never going to happen. Absolutely. And then also for me, other things were coming in like, who do you think you are? Yeah. You know, this, it it does show a lot of how scary it is to dream big. And allow yourself to think, what do I want? Because then, partly with that, you've also got to realise I'm not really happy with where I am. Yeah. And so it's funny this thing. It, there's a lot in it. Yeah. Like so, with the secret, I did the vision board, and I started this vision board that basically looked like a Kardashian life. You know, there's these LA houses (laughs) and there was Blake Lively as actress and these designer jeans and this sports, like an old Mercedes sports car, which I do still love. But this, I looked at this vision board and it was stressing me out Mm. because it was nothing to do with me. I didn't fit into my dream life. I was like, oh God, I can't eat cheese and toast in this dream life because I can't eat carbs because I'm now living in LA. (laughs) And my flatmate came back and she was like, why does your happy life have to be in LA? And I actually do really like LA, but I had this idea that mm. happiness had to be completely different to what I was or where I was, that it was this other thing. Yeah. And I looked at this board and I just, I was stressed out by, it. I didn't like it, but that was a really interesting exercise in itself. So then I went and scrapped it all and calmed down. Like, okay, what does make you happy? And then started going through magazines and looking at pictures that just instinctively made me happy, even yeah. though I didn't necessarily know why. yeah. And then it was, you know, green smoothies were on there and a courgette salad. And then my sister laughed at me because she's like, You do realize you can just buy courgettes now. You don't have to put them on a vision board. <laughs> 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 I live next to yeah. a vegetable shop, like two doors down. And then happy friends and then pictures of traveling. And then I also, in the corner, had award winning best selling book and a check. They, you know, one of the secret things mm. you can download a, a, a pretend check from the secret yeah. website and yeah. fill it out for the amount you want. And that also felt very, it's it's very scary to allow yourself to dream. Mm. I think sometimes it's easier to just go, what's the point? It'll never happen. And just keep
0: yourself in that sort of a rut almost. Um, And I do think that, as you said, like, you know, the... um, The zucchinis. um, (laughs) (laughs) You know, sometimes we we already have what we want, and I think sometimes it's it's... good to actually do a list of all the things that you're dreaming about, but you actually already have. Yes, you know. And I think you know sometimes the wishing side. Like I remember I had on my vision board for many many years uh, an egg chair by Anna Jakobsen. It's like a designer chair from Denmark, and I I, because I love it so much. I love putting pictures on my vision board, and one day I won an award, and I decided to put that money towards it. But it was almost like I didn't actually want to because I still love putting that board. So I think, you know, having a vision board with all the things that you love that you already have is also amazing because yes. that makes you really grateful and making and realizing that, you know, you are living the dream, but maybe not to the full potential. And, you but know, yes, we can always add to that. Of course, But I had friends and access to vegetables. <laughs> yes. <You> know, <laughs> and my flatmate did one too. And the
1: vision board she created was absolutely a reflection of her current life you know, she's really a wonderful cook and very generous. And she just had created a kind of a version of her life already. And that was lovely. She didn't go down this designer handbags, big house route. That just didn't even occur to her. But I think i had been so kind of almost indoctrinated. That's what success was.
0: Yeah. And maybe because you work in the magazine world. But exactly. I was seeing those images all the time. You know, that
1: happiness is a 300 pound Jar of cream, yeah. or looking in the right jeans. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I'd yeah. absorbed a lot yeah. more of that than I'd realised. Because yeah. for her, that wasn't it. Didn't even come into her no, head. No, I can understand. She though, wanted yeah. big tables with friends chatting, and yeah. but yes, yeah, so, th- so I loved that part of it. But exactly as you said, it's very glossed over the action element of it, and that was what made me feel uncomfortable. Because you know, you look at Olympic athletes, and I remember watching a documentary with Usain Bolt, yeah. who makes his running if you see him running, you know, it looks like it's so easy for him. Yeah. But in this documentary, he was training so hard every day, he was vomiting. Yeah. Now that's not joyous action. No. I mean, yes, you are really doing what you want to do, but on a day-to-day basis, that is tough.
0: Mm-hmm. And Absolutely.
1: the secret, I think, just kind of doesn't acknowledge. And then I think mm-hmm. it puts people in quite an unfair situation because then you feel like a failure if yeah. if it all hasn't magically just come to you. Yeah. I think it's equal parts. Yes, put things out there and Magic can happen, but you've also going to get tested quite a lot along the way yeah. and yeah. yeah so then and then, after that, it just was a combination of books that were mentioned to me books that would kind of go as a reaction to what had just happened before so after the secret when I got lost in la la land as I call it I then did rejection therapy because I think I thought I had to be brought back down to earth again
0: <laughs> I love that I love that one oh, so Oh, that was brutal yeah I bet that would be something I would find it's really, cha- really challenging so tell us a little so, bit about that yeah so rejection therapy the rules
1: is it's a self-help game rather than a book mm-hmm. but I heard about it a few years ago and it's one of those things that had stayed in my mind yeah you know in that kind of You'd have to be crazy to do that. Yeah. You need to do that. Kind of the two. Co- yeah. Sometimes the more I don't <laughs> want to do something, the more I think, "Oh no, you need to do that."
0: You're <laughs> very, very brave. I have to yes. say. Yes. Like, no, this was yeah. hard. This yeah. was it's a rejection I therapy.
1: Did. You have to be rejected by another human being every single day, and not try to be rejected and get you know, but actually be rejected. And the theory behind that is that many of us live in fear of rejection, and it stops us from going after lots of things that we want in life. Mm and this game is almost like exposure therapy you know if you're scared of spiders they tell you to hold a spider yeah so being so exposed to rejection and experiencing it every day you get used to it and you realize it doesn't kill you which makes you braver in going for the things you really want but also you learn that a lot of times people don't say no to you you think you're going to get rejected and so many times you don't yeah and people go okay fine yeah and it's like quite life-changing, actually.
0: Yeah.
1: Because again, you realize that, you, or I realize that I was kind of in a prison of my own making. Mm. I was the one that was creating all these stories about what I could or couldn't do or what people thought of me. or And a lot of it wasn't true, it turned out. Yeah. So in that month, I started off small with, you know, smiling and saying hello to strangers on the streets, which in London is not the culture. Yeah. You know, they really <clears throat> look at you like... <laughs> take this woman off to (laughs) get psychiatric treatment immediately which is ridiculous in itself that we're that terrible at just connecting with each other and so I did that I would smile and say hello to people on the street in London and when they gave me that blank look or looked at me like I was a bit mad it was shocking how horrible it felt Mm. even though these were strangers They had nothing to do, you know, my life would carry on the same as it would. It it made no difference if a man looked at me like I was strange or a woman, you know, ignored me. But apparently we're hardwired to want to be accepted by the group. You know, our survival in our cavemen days used to actually depend on it. Yeah. Which is why any rejection, even a tiny one, can hurt us so much. A bit of us, some sort of primal bit of us feels like we're going to die. Yeah. And so that's why we go to such lengths to avoid it. Mm What else did I do? And then I asked my local man in the coffee shop if I could have my coffee for Yay. free. I remember that. Oh. Well. And then he starts <laughs> telling me how bad business it is. And I felt so <laughs> awful that I'd asked him and I ended up leaving a really big tip. And then and then I was too embarrassed to go in there for months afterwards. <laughs> I remember really it was so hilarious. Oh, <laughs> little things. And then oh, there was kind of a few moments where it was just really uncomfortable and not fun. And I actually wanted to give up on rejection therapy because it was I think by this point I was also four months into Daring Deeds and it was taking its toll Mm, I'd really put myself through an awful lot but I didn't I because then uh, there's one of the one of the messages on on the Rejection Therapy site is again exactly that thing that you were talking about choose your discomfort do Mm. you would you prefer the discomfort of being in your own prison or the discomfort of being out in the world Mm. and and yes, the comf- your comfort zone can become a prison if you let it. Yeah, which is true. Yeah,
0: you know it's interesting. When, when the one thing that comes comes to mind when you're saying this is when that, when I started Kiki K, I my partner Paul he said to me, "You need to go and see all the magazines." And you know straight away I thought about you know this. The film came later, but I thought of this you know editor as like you know the devil wears. Yeah, Part. Yeah, I cannot, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And, and I was like there's no way I'm doing that like yeah. who am I to show my products to like all these glossy magazines and I did and you know they're all so lovely yeah. and they're all humans yeah. like we are all human yeah. and they all took me under their wing and you know published all products in the magazines yeah. and that's when I kind of really which is so good that first he pushed me to do it and secondly that I learned it so early because then I was thinking and that's Just why ask. yeah ask because if you get a no it's not a big deal no like you know and, and you know we say no and we, we Everyone should say no if they can't yes, do it. Yes, exactly. But you never know. I get questions all the time for certain things. And, you know, it's great that they ask. I can't always help. But yeah. if I can, yeah. of course, yeah. that you, you, people, humans are helpful people. I think we yeah. are. Yeah. I think we want to. And we also can see when somebody has
1: really put themselves out there and is trying. And you yeah. naturally want to help that. Yeah. So, so I got through the horrible bits of being looked, you know, where things hadn't gone well. But I kept going and one of the things i did was as a freelance journalist i should have been approaching new publications all the time so those editors i should have been yep. emailing to say can i write about this or and i didn't because i thought oh no i'm not good enough for that and yeah. so i had my couple of people that i wrote for all the time and i had a great career so i'm not you know i'm not at all complaining but i could have been doing a bigger variety and yeah. more and the, the, i just didn't have the confidence to email these people and i didn't want to get ignored and i yeah. didn't want to get told no yeah. whereas i had colleagues who were just much braver at that and were writing for all sorts of publications around the world just because they send the emails and
0: yeah. picked up the phone yeah such a good lesson that's it all isn't this for... that is literally yeah. it
1: it's not that they were geniuses and I wasn't it was not that they mm. knocked on the doors I didn't yeah because to me any kind of rejection from a work thing and this is also what's interesting thing that was rejection that if there are certain things you really care about any little rejection really hurts because you've Feel like it's an indictment of all of you know everything to do with that. So, if I got one rejection from one magazine editor, I would have made that into a whole story about how it was because I was not a good enough writer, and I was, you know, I've only just been a lucky person to even get this far. And but I did, I emailed lots of magazine editors asking the most daring thing I could think of asking, which is, Would you like to give me a regular column? Yeah, absolutely expecting silence or or silence actually, because quite often in magazines and newspapers, they (laughs) just don't reply. Yeah, if and I did get lots of silence. But I also got an email back from one editor who was like, what were you thinking about writing? Yeah. And I said, well, the, you know, small things we can do to make us happier, sort of things that I was learning in this project. And she said to send me a few examples and that was that. So I got my Mm -hmm. first weekly column. I mean, it's literally the size of a matchbox, but I love it. Yeah. And that would never have happened if I hadn't just asked. And then really sweet encounters happened after as I was walking past a basketball court and these teenagers were playing basketball. And every time I walk past a basketball court, I think, oh, I've never really done that. Yeah. I'd love to have a go.
0: <laughs> and like, so I
1: asked them if I could join in, expecting them to just look at me like, no, because they're like, like teenage guys. Yeah, yeah. And, you, and they were the sweetest. They gave me this 20-minute lesson on how to shoot hoops. And then I told them about what oh, I was doing. And then they told me about what it's like to be a guy and try and chat up a girl and then she blows you out and you have to walk back to your friends and Mm. so we ended up just having this conversation about well chat up techniques (laughs) and rejection and and then there's a lovely reminder we're all exactly the same underneath it or whether you're an 18 year old 17 year old bloke or a 37 year old woman or these fears run in all of us Mm. don't they
0: absolutely Um, yeah
1: so then that ended up being a really wonderful month I hated it for the beginning and then it turned out to be a very really good learning experience yeah. because in many I, I also went up to a man in a coffee shop who I thought was handsome and he well I don't want to spoil too much in the story but he absolutely didn't reject me yeah. and that was also this idea that I had that no men found me attractive and the stories I had told yeah, myself yeah. and in rejection therapy I had to test some of those stories and it turned out most of them weren't true at yeah. all so That's that was so it many. so then, many many more
0: books and <laughs> yeah then, yeah, so, yeah. So, so many lessons in here already yes, um, yeah. for, for our listeners. So thank you so much oh, for pleasure. sharing. Amazing. It's fascinating. Tell me if you could choose one book of all the books that you've done, which one was your favorite?
1: I loved The Power of Now. Yeah,
0: I love that too. Yeah. So important, isn't it?
1: Yeah. And I tried to read it a couple of times before. It had been on my bookshelf for ages yeah. and I just couldn't understand no. it. I couldn't get on with it. It is written in such a weird way. And I think it might be one of those books that when the time is right, you yeah. will get it, mm-hmm. and when it's not it's not, yeah, because I, I really that. I really didn't get it before, and this time round, I think I had become so worn down from this hunt for perfection and all these things I was putting myself through and this I think the Power of now is maybe my tenth book that I got to, and I just read it because I needed to calm down yeah. and I knew I wanted to do a kind of a mindfulness, and so I read the Power of Now, and this this time it was really it just felt like the truth. It's yeah. like, oh, okay. And the Power of Now is always it's about this voice in our head that's narrating everything we're doing. And Eckhart Tolle says that if you walk down the street and you see people talking to themselves, you know we think they're a bit mad, but we're all doing that all the time. We mm-hmm. have this voice in our head that's narrating everything we're doing. And quite often, it's living in the past. You know, why did you say that? Why did you do that? Why did he say that? Like rehashing old things. Yes. Or it's predicting all the things that could go wrong in the future. Or it's thinking things will be better when. Yeah. And looking to the future as an escape. And he says that we're, as a result, missing the only thing that's ever real, which is what's happening right now, this minute. If you ask yourself right now, this minute, do I have a problem? The answer is almost always no. Yeah. Almost always. And he says that even when there is a problem, we usually amaze ourselves at how well we can handle it. Yeah. We miss out on so much of life because we're waiting for the problems. Yeah. And and just he just describes it, it just made a lot of sense. And this description of the voice, he said it's like a tormentor that makes you sick and unhappy. And that was totally what my voice was doing. Yeah. Was really such a slave driver in my head. And then started to think about all the things I told myself from the minutes I woke up to the Minute I went to bed. These horrible records I was yeah. putting on, and so yes, he—he's is the book that I—I I have the battered copy. It's almost like an old childhood teddy bear. And I go back to it and back to it. Mm. And there's something about his weirdly worded sentences that make me feel calm. As soon as I start to read a paragraph, yeah, just like oh, okay, yeah, none of this matters. This is what's I find so annoying about human life. In a way, that we make things much harder than it needs yeah. to be, all with our stories and fears and. And most of it's just nonsense. Yeah. So he reminds me of that. Yeah. But then that doesn't mean that I kind of keep living that every day. Annoyingly,
0: I don't. No, I think yeah, I think <laughs> we're all guilty of that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it matters how many how many books we read. Yeah. We'll probably continue, but it's uh, being aware. I think is the, it is helps. the first step. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. 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 yeah, so I love him. Ah, oh, beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. So you've um, been on your bestseller's list, which is an amazing achievement. So congratulations. You. Do you think your book and story has become in a way a self-help book for others who are also searching to create their own dream lives?
1: It was never intention- my intention to, to read a self-help book because I would never No, It wasn't ever my intention for that. But I do think it has helped a lot of people. I get mm. messages every day yeah. because it's, it's very honest and about my insecurities and my feelings and what goes on inside my head and quite funny so I think it's comforting that people feel less alone that seems to be the main message that I get yeah
0: it's
1: like thank you for making me realize I'm not that weird yeah (laughs) you know because I think we're all much more similar than we think it doesn't matter how we present on the outside a lot of the insecurities are quite common and so, yes, I think there's good information in there that, you know, because you're getting the wisdom of 12 books, but mostly it seems to be comforting to people to really go, oh, okay, it's not just me. And it's not just me that has problems with relationships. Mm. It's not just me that's terrible with money. And and that seems to be something that is making people feel better and i'm so glad for that yeah. it's lovely yeah. really great
0: yeah it's i mean it's amazing because i think it's such a good tool obviously encouraging everyone to oh, buy it Thank you. <laughs> uh, because i think yeah um, first it's so incredibly entertaining and funny so brave like I, you know i could never do what you've done you could, you yeah, could. yeah well, well i you could,
1: could. Oh, probably have a sense not to want to do it i was quite desperate <laughs> i really was that desperate no,
0: that, yeah. i think it's amazing because i think and i think that's what you know anyone who has like a a voice or a platform or somehow sharing what they're going through it's an amazing it's helpful I think absolutely I think Um, if you're
1: honest it helps someone because if you're honest there's a huge chance that there's going to be a lot of other people that are feeling what you're feeling yeah and I think the other main message in this book is really that there isn't such a thing as perfect and you're fine the way you are and that doesn't mean that there's not things you can improve you know I'm still terrible with money and I But I'm fine the way I am. Yeah. Whereas at the beginning of this, I thought I was broken and I needed to really try harder in order to fix myself. Yeah. And I don't think that now. And that's, I still read self-help books and I think there's such inspiration and wisdom in them. But the flip side of the self-help industry is that it is an industry and it's based largely on, you know, you buy the next book and you buy the next course and it can lead to this feeling of you're never really good enough. Yeah. Okay, I've done this course, but I need to do the next one, the next one. And the kind of conclusions I come to in this book is that I'm fine you know that my best friend was right I'm fine and you know yes I don't look like a supermodel and no I'm not a millionaire and all these arbitrary things that society is kind of showing us all the time that's what success is but it's actually not I think if you can get up in the morning and be at peace with yourself and if you've got some people in your life that love you and you know you're already ahead of the game and. Just to kind of bring it a bit more down to earth, like that, you're fine, we're fine. And then the other message is that we need each other. I'm someone by nature who really goes off on her own. And, you know, this read the books, try harder, fix myself, and then I'll be okay for human society. (laughs) And actually, the wisdom that came from friends and family and even strangers who I'd have these amazing conversations with totally out of the blue. When you're honest with somebody, especially when you're struggling and they just listen to you. And don't laugh at you, but just (laughs) listen to you or, and quite often go, yeah, me too. That's this Brené Brown, one of the books talks about this, just it's the most healing thing. Mm. So if, if instead of all running around trying to out perfect each other, we could be a bit honest about how difficult things can be, but also how great things can be. But just to be more honest with each other and reach out for people, as well as reaching out for the books. I think that's, that's a helpful thing to The Instagram world that we're in at the moment, it's it's really easy to just think that everyone's out there leading these perfect lives. Mm. And even even if you rationally know that's not true, and you're intelligent and you're an adult, you know, you know rationally that's not true. It's still what we're seeing because we're all putting our best selves on there. Yeah, I do it too. Yeah, and I think we need to try and be mindful of offsetting that with really real stuff. Yeah, you know, so that you keep physically seeing your friends and trying to be honest with the people that are in your life and yeah so that was that was the other conclusion that yeah. friends and family and the kindness of strangers as well mm. we need each other yeah absolutely
0: mm. And no doubt you would have met some people along the way in this journey so as well. because I, I, <laughs> I think that's the uh, one of the things that I've learned through my journey is that you you really become who you surround yourself yeah. with. That's why you know I started my book group because um, I'm surrounded with these amazing positive energy and um, when they walk out of the room after you know we're reading your book at the moment which is so wow. exciting <laughs> when when we get together we discuss it and we you know we none of us are perfect and we all talk about our you yeah. know challenges and issues and but the energy that you get from people who are like-minded or being for in a room yeah, together absolutely, talking absolutely and it's so important it's so
1: important yeah. isn't it yeah. and I think that's part of why AA and rehab is set up the way it is? There's something about being in a group of people and talking honestly. Yeah, that's really healing. Yeah. I don't, I, you know, and I guess that's what churches did as well. Yeah. It's that community aspect, and again, the way modern life is going, it's something that you almost have to really consciously make sure you have in your life because a lot of us, me certainly, spending more and more time online in this virtual world, but we need to be in a room with each other, yeah. talking honestly as much as we can. I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Great advice for our listener. Thank you so much for sharing. Do you think you've changed as a person since doing this challenge? I don't know. Sometimes I think I really
1: have. And then other times I think, oh God, you're still the same old nonsense going around in your head. (laughs) I know
0: myself a lot better than I did. Yeah. And that is an amazing achievement. I suppose it is. In in itself, because I think sometimes we're not looking inwards yeah we often look at the best new best thing or you know following everyone around you versus actually and I think that's what personal development is like there's so many different ways of following the personal development path but I think if you can actually just start looking inwards and really um see what's important to you I think that's kind of really the key yeah and
1: face up to some of your demons and just because I think the things that we run away from I I feel that they're like it's like a snowball running down the hill after you. You you never really escape it. Yeah. You know me with money and different. You know things that I've always known of. Oh God, no! I don't want to talk about that or think about that. And but when you do face them and go, okay, right, that's what's going on. Okay not fun but it's very helpful so that's what mum said because throughout my mum is a really big character in the book yeah She's I
0: love your mom. Irish <laughs> no-nonsense
1: woman who grew up in a farm and you know like the opposite to my navel gazing and or in her words I wasn't brought up to contemplate my toenails very. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we're sort of at odds throughout the book because I think she looks at me it's like, you know, what are you doing? You have a great life. Mm. You know, you, you have a roof over your head, you have success, you have your health, you have your friends, which is absolutely true. But I still wasn't happy. But it was some sort of deep, I did need to just, I wonder if we all have a period in life where we just have to do some soul searching, whether yeah. that's after the loss of a job or the loss of a family. I wonder if maybe we all have this at some point. Yeah. And this was my period of like, just having to face up to some things. And at the end, it was lovely because she said how brave she thought I was and that I had faced up to things that some people spend their whole life running from. Yeah, And I think that's useful. So some days I don't think I'm changed at all. I think I'm the same old, you know, same old, same old. But then in other times, I'm actually probably in situations that I would never have put myself in before. And I'm very at ease with people now as a result because I'm quite more at ease with myself and because I've been to lots of these group therapy situations where everyone is really letting it all out. And I've just come to understand that we are all the same. Mm, We really are. Mm. And so I'm much less intimidated or shy around people, which is lovely. I kind of walk around in the world feeling quite at ease, which is nice. But I still get low and I still worry and... But I guess I'm a bit more aware when I'm doing that, you know, when my thoughts are going off under some really unhelpful loop. It's like, oh God, there you go. Yeah. Whereas before I believed it 100%. Now yeah. a bit of me knows this is nonsense, right? Yeah. And you're just doing this to yourself. Right? Yeah. And-
0: worthwhile. <laughs> yeah, worthwhile. absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, from an outsider, not yeah. knowing you so well yet, it looks like you're having it all. And, you know, you're going to Paul, Poland tomorrow. I know. Yeah. But so, yeah, that's that's it again.
1: And I, that's why on Instagram a few weeks ago, I put up a, or oh, no, a couple of weeks ago, a picture of me with no makeup in a hotel room in Barcelona, because I've been doing press in Spain. And, you know, again, on paper, all the stuff of dreams. But the reality was I came home from a night of talking, a day of talking to myself and in a hotel of my own feeling exhausted and knackered and lonely and so yes I my life is phenomenal it is exactly what I would have dreamt of for this book and it would be something that if I saw my life playing out in someone else's Instagram I would be sick with jealousy (laughs) and yes and it's all happening and it's all amazing and yet life is life too Mm. you know there's still Lots of doubts and loneliness, and yeah. but I'm so grateful. Like it's 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 being loved. The best bit about it is the messages I'm getting every day yeah. from people. Like in Taiwan, I got a message from Taiwan on Sunday. Yeah, you are me. I love this work. Like, and isn't that extraordinary that someone in Taiwan can think that she's the same as me? Like yeah. that's how common. That's how humans. we are as humans. Yeah. yeah, and I love that. And yeah. that's like that's just the best. The best thing. Yeah. 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 So it is, it's... Yeah. Um, it's
0: and I think, grateful. I do think, uh, you doing some kind of gratitude? Because one of the things that I... Because I, people think that I live the perfect life, which yeah. is, of course... We, but nobody uh, does, yeah, do yeah. they? Absolutely. I know I have to keep repeating this, on, but you know, yeah. hotel, But you know what? I actually have, uh, because I'm a bit of an introvert, I actually love the time on my own yes so i so so some people would think that that's really uh, challenging but i actually yeah. i absolutely you know last yeah. night reading your book with a cup ah. of tea like i could not be happier yeah. so i guess we are all different but uh, you know it's yeah it's definitely gratitude has helped me so and much. i that's actually and i didn't do gratitude in this book
1: and it's something because I used to be someone who rolled my eyes because for a while it was hashtag grateful everywhere and it was yeah. very gratitude it was the new black and there was a lot of it and a bit of me was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> but it's the cornerstone, isn't yeah. it? Probably of so much. And I absolutely need to give myself a good old reality check on that. So that yes, you know, I can be tired and a bit overwhelmed sometimes, but like just the reminder, look what's yeah, happened. And it's phenomenal. So yeah. yes, gratitude, I absolutely need to, yeah. make a daily a daily
0: thing yeah it's really helpful because I and I do that with my children as well you know we we live a, an extraordinary fortunate life but you know what most thing mm. the grateful that comes up to for me most mornings yeah. is to be alive yeah because not everyone gets to live today I'm 46 now yeah not everyone gets to live today yeah. 46 to be alive and you know and you know sometimes I complain to my friends that I have to go around the world in one week and just. Uh, oh, yes! <laughs> I'm <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, they remind me, you know, some more than others. Everyone knows who they are. But um, they remind me that, you know, they would love to do that. Yeah. And, of course, but, you know, sometimes you're just so into your own thing. and you, you, Exactly. You know, and, and I remind the kids, and sometimes I have to give that reminder to myself, of course, as well, is that, you know, some people go around the world once or not at all, but yeah. once in a lifetime. And I just happen to do it a few times a year. And it's amazing. So, and I've chosen it myself. So, this is the thing. Yeah. Ch- exactly because
1: there would be nothing about my life right now that I would change no. so s- just remember that everything yeah. that's happened has been what I've worked really hard for and chosen and and ditto with you and then and then if that's no longer your choice and if you no longer want to keep traveling the world then that's fine you absolutely. make that decision absolutely but there's yeah this kind of yeah. complaining about oh dear I've got to get on another you know come <laughs> on and that's what I was doing in Spain a bit I was like get a grip <laughs> beautiful
0: spanish food and the guys of spanish perfect. I, I know i know <laughs> but yeah i completely get
1: up. oh but something i want to say also with this book so this is this is a few things sometimes i get this message of the book doing so well and you know being everywhere it's the secret and a bit more coming back to that point about working the, the book did not come out as joyous action it was me at a laptop on my own for a year, writing and rewriting and, re- you know, and that's not to mm. mention all the stuff I put myself through in order to have, the, you know, the material. Write, yeah. It was very hard. Mm. I found it very, very hard writing the book. Yeah, And so a bit of me kind of, when people go, it's a secret, look what's happened. It's like, <laughs> oh my God, it wasn't the secret when I was <laughs> just...
0: <laughs> no, it was the work behind the secret. It was the, the yeah. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Exactly. So yes, like it's you can see these dream lives and it's bananas to me that I could now be someone that someone would look at like look at that dream life and the reality is always lots of work and yeah and that's not a bad thing that's actually a good thing because that's what keeps you normal I suppose yeah but for anyone listening we can do I think anything we set our minds to I really do think yeah. that but it will probably be a bit more of a slog than you'd anticipated <laughs> <laughs> It'll take five times as long as you think yeah but then the payoff is so nice and 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 not just in terms of like professional success, but when you're doing something that actually uses all your talents, that makes things
0: better for everyone, doesn't yeah, it absolutely. it just' it's is a ripple effect yeah. yeah yeah, yeah, and you know one of the things that I learned over the years is that you know the negative back sets and the you know the their the challenges and stuff. Sometimes the blessing, yeah. but you don't see it at the time. You know, I remember we had an investor wanting to invest in us, and I, I and it didn't work out, and um, he didn't decide to go ahead. And I was so I was so dev- not devastated, but I was like, yeah, so you know, yeah. I so want I put my head in around that. And now when I look back, I'm like. I am so grateful that didn't happen because yeah. then we wouldn't have met the other people and it's just but yeah. it's it's hard to see and it, in, in, in that is we like breakups and with yeah you know yeah, illnesses yeah, yeah, yeah. sometimes going through a tough illness is the best blessing for people because they all of a sudden realize that they're alive and yeah and maybe change to some healthy health habits that they yeah. might not have had before yeah. so there's always a, you know it's the positive and the negative again Yes, yeah. it really yeah. is yeah, yeah. Keep, keep on going yeah so, do you still read self help books? I
1: kind of do, not as much as I was. So, after immediately afterwards, I was quite allergic to them. Yeah, and <laughs> understandable. I kind <laughs> of wanted the anti self improvement. I just wanted to be in sticky floored pubs with my friends, having a laugh because yeah. you know, and not trying to be better and not trying to be more positive. And and then I went through that phase of just wanting to be normal, normal. But now, now I've got the itch back again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I think it goes in phases because self-help books, There's because I get asked a lot about why are they so popular now? And Alain de Botton, who's a British philosopher, mm-hmm. do you know him from yes. the School of Life? Yes. He writes, yeah. I think, great things. Yeah, I love him. He said that people have, humans have always needed help on how to live a good life. It's why philosophy existed. It's a big part of religion. Or we would have village elders or grandparents. You know, we would have these sources of wisdom and the way modern life is at the moment, not all of us do have the village elder or the grandparent and some people are reading philosophy still but self-help is kind of our modern version of philosophy yeah and so I still want to try and understand life and yeah. improve the things that I'm because I think you know you've, you've addressed some issues and then new ones come up and it's just the next hurdles to just see if, so for me, I'm reading books about money at the moment, because that's just work I need to do. I also need to learn things about relationships, how to talk to each other, how to handle conflicts. And because I'd read somewhere that if you can't handle conflict, you can't have a close relationship. Yeah, And I run a mile from conflict and that's something. So yes, I am reading, I am reading self-help books, but fortunately I'm not doing it so much from a desperation you need to be completely different yeah
0: more of an you know
1: it's not like a crash diet where okay it's just like it just a i just want to keep enhancing life or understanding things better or yeah so yes, I am. And I listen to a
0: lot of podcasts. There's such great oh. content, isn't there? On podcasts, absolutely. Now? I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so much free resources. It's amazing. Um, it's un- unbelievable. And even like I um, I always talk about this that you know for ten pound, whatever it is here in in the yeah. UK for a book, you can buy uh, like someone's life. You know, yeah. you can learn from someone's life in you know in a few days, yeah. uh, or a few hours if you if you decide to it read is. a book in a day. But it's it's just so incredible. Yeah. and to learn, and I always everything where you know because I read so many yeah. like I just try to choose a few things and try to implement them and try them and yeah. then I think if you if you have that attitude not you were extremely I was so extreme yeah <laughs> you were extremely brave as well I could never do that but even reading those books that you did everything sometimes just being inspired by them and taking maybe one or two things out of them is, yeah. is incredible in its or own right or even just
1: having the 20 minutes in the morning where you read those books they do pep you up. Yeah, absolutely. Because like, I was rereading yours yesterday morning before, because I read it the last time we met, I went home and read it and then wrote it the same as you today, <laughs> wanting to reread it to kind of just. And it just made my day. It was only half an hour in a yeah. coffee shop that I had a quick scan through again. And yeah. then I had a pep in my step yeah. afterwards. Yeah. Not because I thought, oh, right, today's going to, I'm going to do this, this. It just, it was just an upbeat. Yeah in the same way that when you have a chat with a great friend, you know how some friends really inspire you Abs- and you come away going, oh, I can do anything. Absolutely, And a good book can do that. Yeah. But I also, in my case, certainly have to watch overdoing it. Yeah, You know, there's a balance between looking inwards and then just being in the world yeah. and thinking about yourself and thinking about others, trying to be better but also accepting where you are like there's kind of a balance with all these things I yeah. think and most of us are doing better than we think we are we should yeah. all give ourselves a lot more credit I think yeah. and relax a lot I saw a talk with Elizabeth Gilbert who wrote Eat Pray Love yeah. and she said her biggest wish for everyone is that we could relax yeah which seems to be something again that in our modern society isn't there's not a lot of room for it yeah. And I thought it was so true. It's such yeah. a kind of seemingly obvious statement, but it's like, oh my goodness, it's true. Yeah. And especially if you've got your own business or you're freelancing and there's this drive to be on all the time yeah. and be productive all the time. And even if you're on Instagram, it's kind of a, it's still a version of work in a way. We're branding ourselves and, there's a lot a lot of just
0: being yeah um, no so it's the balance between that and absolutely like... I have um, on Sundays I have a theme where I never book anything saw, Yeah, that's, but I did hear a podcast yesterday uh, because, I'm, <laughs> because I'm here yeah. and, and because me podcast is like reading a book because yeah. you know having access to people like you <gasps> is incredible but having Sundays where you actually wake up and there is nowhere no. to go and nowhere to exactly. be exactly is amazing yeah so even if you can have and sometimes you can't do it like a whole day but maybe you can do a morning where you allow yourself to sleep in or stay in bed yeah and drink tea in bed and yeah. read a book or whatever it is yeah. I, I, I think you can start small and, and expand it and because in my book I have to design your perfect day when I say perfect day it's never perfect of course yeah. but you know like if you could have an ideal day and but it's good
1: to know yeah. it to even ask yourself that question what are would I? it be yeah. and then really often you
0: actually probably can absolutely take some, make some of those things happen yeah and you know for me it's like I want nothing so that's yeah. easy to do yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's hard sometimes to say no but it's one thing that I, I have been really strict and because i i live with my business partner as well we have a thing that we never talk work on sundays yes. doesn't always happen okay. we, we are of course not perfect yeah but uh, it's one thing that i just want to i don't want to have any triggers on questions or even like even looking at color because i'm a creative person yeah i don't even but actually ex- want to think about exactly. it. exactly i just want to do what i feel so i actually spend sunday mornings looking at cookbooks because yeah. it's, i love food and i love photography and i love the stories behind it but i don't have to do anything about yeah. it i don't have to cook it no, no <laughs> sometimes no, no, no. it's ironic that i sit there with 20 <laughs> 20 <laughs> cookbooks and then, and then over eight <laughs> but exactly
1: but that was I think as a lot of us are doing that cookbook sales are yeah. like the highest they've ever been yeah. and then so are takeaways yeah so,
0: absolutely yeah. so it's kind of a lovely combination it's you know whatever makes us happy yeah yeah so I have to ask you this before we yeah. finish up, but you know both of us being a self-help lovers yeah and including quotes I think I'd love to know do you have a favorite quote things take the time they take yeah
1: it's American poet Mary Oliver who died I think a couple of months ago, yeah. and I've never like read her book of poems, but she have, she gets shared a lot online, yeah. and things take the time they take, yeah. and then I think the next line is "Don't worry," yeah. and I think I, I've come to believe that's true. Yeah. That if we can just have a little bit of faith and trust, just you'd keep showing up every day and do your best. Yeah, you'll get there in the end. Because for me, the book and all of this didn't happen on the neat schedule I thought it would and yeah. I thought I was a failure because of that and things take the time they take yeah so that's that's one that I have in my head quite yeah. often yeah. yeah yeah and there's another Irish one I think it's Irish maybe it's not but what's meant for you won't pass you by yeah that's great and one. I also I hope that's I mean that's easy for me to say because I'm living such a privileged life but I hope that's true yeah that the things that are meant for us whether that's love or some sort of business or I, hopefully if you keep doing your best every day what's meant for you will
0: will okay. happen yeah 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 love that I uh, actually today I did at the time of this recording I did put up a, a um, quote and by by Henry Ford and yes yeah. whether you think you can or can't you're probably right yeah yeah and I love that because it's so true it's so it's, I it's, completely yeah. agree and I think you know and it's funny because sometimes um I think that's another quote, and I'm not sure who said it, but it, and I'm, I'm probably not saying it right, but you know, the impossible is just someone's opinion. Yeah. So, of course, what's impossible for me and for you might be completely different. than it's your opinion, and my opinion. Yeah. That's why you know, in, in our office at Kiki K, we have um, on the wall, "Don't say no, say how." Ah, so if you really, want to, so if you really, and not everyone loves it <laughs> as much as I do, <laughs> <think. laughs> <laughs> but I do love it, and I'm not, I'm not saying say yes to everything, but yeah. it's really like if if there is an idea and we really want to make it happen there is a way there it is. just sometimes might take forever to exactly. make it happen take the time yeah. or we might have to try a few different ways so I really believe I believe in that and I think that is what really got us through this small business stage where yeah. like we always find a way yeah. even if it seemed impossible at the time and an impossible is just that person's view yeah 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 I love quotes so being a bit of a dreamer that I am, yeah. and you know, having a book about creating new dreams as we get older, we talked about that before the recording that we kind of tend to forget about dreaming when yeah. we get older. What three dreams would you write down if you knew that anything was possible yeah. and you couldn't possibly fail to achieve them? Uh,
1: because I did this actually yesterday when I was going through your book again. Right now, right now, because work has gone so well and this book has gone so well, I'm actually, I'm tired so right now my dream is to have a holiday (laughs) yeah you know and I'm going to do that in April I want to drive around America that's Mm. been a dream and that will be something that if I die having not done that which won't happen but that I would be really annoyed yeah that's a road trip around America something I have wanted to do for a long time I'd love this to be the beginning of many books and for uh, those books to help people which I think is already happening yeah Um, absolutely And I'd love to have a house. You know, I'm living in a small rented flat, which is lovely London. You know, I want to have a proper house and I want to have spare rooms so that when friends need somewhere to stay, they can stay. And I want to have a big kitchen. And, you know, that's a dream. More books, more travel and a
0: proper proper house. Yeah. Beautiful dreams. Yeah. And all very achievable. Yeah, Yeah. doable. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So before we end up, tell us what's next for Marianne. (laughs) Well, tomorrow, Poland. So doing
1: um, press, the book comes out in Polish. Mm, Congratulations. That must be amazing. I know. I think think we're 26 different languages or something (gasps) now. It's phenomenal. And then come home and then doing a few speaking events in London and then LA in April, doing some more podcasts there, which is great. So just keep, I think until summer, it's going to kind of still be getting the book out there and doing different interviews and then... Yeah, I want to look into love and money in two separate books. I think they're big areas in life that I want to just sort of figure out different ways of being with them and love in particular, how to live a life that has love in it that doesn't necessarily mean marriage and children. You know, there's lots of different ways to set your life up. And but looking into that and money too, like it makes my tummy go, but like clamped when I even think about it but money is a much bigger topic than I think I understood and there's lots to, about women and how they treat money and there's yeah. something called the prince charming effect where apparently quite a lot of us have without realizing necessarily waiting for someone a man to come in and save us mm. and well, we all these sort of interests yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah it's it's but because I think also I've probably felt a lot of shame around wanting to have money but actually, if you can have money and you can do so much, you good can do so. Yeah, really, yeah. really. Yeah, you know, if I can have a home on a practical basis, that means that friends and family will always have somewhere like a safe place to go, no matter what happens. Yeah, and if I have money, that means I can invest in good businesses or give to check like. That seems like a good use of Absolutely. a life. So yeah, yeah those yeah. two things.
0: <laughs> Beautiful. And I'm, you know, our philosophy at Kiki is to inspire people to live their best life. We have four words: dreaming, doing, enjoying, and sharing. And I sh- share. I love sharing. So yeah. what I'm going to do? I'm going to write myself a little note in my notebook to share all my love books and all because I've oh, learned, and all my money books because oh, I read bo- both. Brilliant. None of them is my expertise, uh, but I love reading about those topics. So I am going to thank take you. photos when I get back home brilliant. and take photos of them and then you can um, have some thanks. fun reading about them. Thank These you. are some really brilliant ones. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah. So before we finish off, i love to ask you a few questions, and uh, we have touched on some of them already, but do you have any particular daily rituals or routines that you practice to help you live your best life?
1: I wish I did. I'm so inconsistent. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's good. (laughs) But I don't know, but I I wish I did. I journal sporadically. I meditate sporadically. Like When I'm stressed, I meditate, which is silly because I should be doing it before I get stressed, you know, (laughs) all that. But probably the most consistent thing is I'm a walker. Yeah. I walk quite a lot and that calms me down. Yeah. Reading, writing, walking and meditating in theory is what I turn to as soon as I'm getting a bit, you know, the wheels are coming off and... I need to work on being a more consistent
0: day-in-day-out well, person. <laughs> starts with awareness. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I think um, even those people who are having those daily rituals completely nailed are not perfect. You know, yeah. um, I I have a what I call my holy hour. But it's definitely not perfect, and it sometimes it yeah. happens, and sometimes it doesn't. And I think that's important to talk about because I don't think yeah. there is no such a thing as perfect. But but I think the more you do those morning, and you know, it's it's funny because I love my mornings so much yeah. that I prefer mornings tonight. So I'm really yeah. happy to you know go me to too. bed early and in with a bed, you know, with a book and be very boring. Yeah. What most people think is really boring, but for I me it's boring. Yeah. but for me yeah. that it's just like and getting up early. I was up really early this morning because I'm jet lagged as time well. Are you up? 3 three thirty, but it's too early because. But I went yes. to bed super early, so that's. But this has to do with jet lag. Yeah, but you know, so amazing. I had the best start of the day, and then read books and listened to podcasts. I was listening to you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and but you know, some of my friends think I'm the most boring person in the world that goes to bed so early. But that's for what I love. Yeah. So we yeah. just have to find what we what's exactly. right for us. Yeah. You don't have to ask answer this one, but do you have a favorite Kiki K product or any stationery product? Well, your book. Yeah. Oh, thank you. you. No, but really. Oh, thank you. Yeah, really.
1: It's because it's really it's very practical, while also being like that. Being given permission to dream is a lovely thing.
0: Mm, Thank you.
1: But also practical and real. Yeah. So I love it, and I think it's a great great place for anybody to start if they do want to start. And also the way you're talking about your you know, your week and your day and how to structure that. So yeah. it's just that mixture of, you know, big dreams and then also, okay, how can you make your days better? And yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think, you know, the dream life is not really about you know, a massive global business or writing 500 books or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's just about actually taking the day off yeah. or, you know, spend more time or call your mum yeah. more often. Like those yes. kind of things. Exactly. Um, little... but, um, yeah. So dream life is not just about the big dreams. It's also about, but, you know, you want to encourage people to, you know do yeah. whatever they can for in yeah. their potential but yeah so thank you so much no, um, but it's that's true. A really lovely but thinking. also
1: just on the dream life i asked my friend last night that question of what would you do if you had all the money in the world and you could do anything and she said oh just live in a cottage with cats yeah so it doesn't have to be no. this this big glitzy thing it can quite often if you allow yourself to think about it it can just be oh i just want to walk on the beach once a week absolutely or, yeah i want to see this you just that and usually that can be you can work towards that. We'll do it right absolutely, now. Yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. You know, yeah. we come back to that yeah. your zucchini thing. Yes, yeah, exactly. I love that. <laughs> I'm going to put a little zucchini picture <laughs> on my visual <laughs> to remind me that I want to have, have it right it now. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. In the fridge, yeah. probably. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the last question for you, if you could go back to your younger self, say when you're in your late teens, yeah. what advice would you give yourself oh, knowing what you know now? You're fine. Yeah. You're fine, you're fine, you're fine. Which
1: is the same advice I'd give my adult me, yeah. <laughs> and all of us. Yeah, as yeah. Was totally. As a teenager, I thought everyone else was prettier than me. I worried I was going to fail every exam. I didn't know what I was doing. I was terrible with boys, and just scared of everything. Yeah. And and now, see, God, it was so normal. All those feelings are very normal. And that I was lovely, actually.
0: You know, always I tried to be a nice mother. person.
1: And, like, you're fine. Yeah. Try and be a nice person. Try and be kind to yourself and other people. And then that's it. Yeah. Like,
0: beautiful. <laughs> thank you. Well, this has been the most beautiful way of starting the oh, week. I know, <laughs> Ditto. Monday. Likewise. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. A coffee and a conversation with you. I could not think of a better way of starting a Monday. Yeah, me so, too. thank you first, first for taking your time because I know you're very busy and also for all of us who have had the privilege to read your book. And I'm hoping by listening to this that everyone will get your book because it's so insightful. And I think what I got... At most of it that you are so incredibly brave oh. both for doing it but yeah. also then sharing it because that's um it's so and it's so funny and i just <laughs> love it and i'm going to read, read it many times and recommend it and give giving it, it, it a gift so thank you for all that you um, are doing to the world because uh, by sharing you are inspiring so many of us to try a little bit harder and try different things and being brave so thank, thank you. you so much oh, and best wife. of uh, luck in uh, in Poland tomorrow <laughs> thank you thank, thank you very much Wow, what a refreshing and inspiring chat that was. I could speak to Marianne for hours, listening to all of her incredible insights into learning how to live her best life. One of the most important messages I took from our conversation was how important it is to remember that no life is perfect and that life will always throw us challenges, but there are always positives to be found. Marianne's dedication to seeking happiness and a life she loved, although it led her down so many crazy paths, is so admirable. I found it so brave and amazing that she decided to share her journey in order to help others feel less alone and remind everyone that there is no such a thing as perfect. By jumping out of her comfort zone, she discovered so much about herself that allowed her to accept herself and lead a happier life. Just like Marianne, I'm a huge believer in taking action and taking steps towards creating a life you love, which is why you'll find chapters in my book, Your Dream Life Starts Here, dedicated to teaching you how you can jump into the driver's seat of your own life. You will also find more real-life inspiring stories of people who have dared to dream big to visualize and achieve great things by jumping out of their comfort zones and trying something new. If you haven't got a copy yet, I encourage you to do so, and I truly hope that it will help you on your journey of uncovering and chasing your dreams, whatever they may be. You can also grab a copy of the Dream Life journal I have created to go with it. Another great place to start is to check out my 101 Dreams audio guide at kiki-k.com forward slash dreamlife. If you like this episode, don't forget to subscribe for plenty more inspiration. And please tell us what you thought by leaving us a review. I would really appreciate your support with my big crazy dream to inspire 101 million people to write down three dreams on paper and go and chase them. So please help us spread this inspiring message to even more people by sharing our podcast on social media with the hashtag 101 Million Dreamers. Until next time, don't forget to dream big and chase your dreams.